I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. And this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. And today we have Isabella Sun, the founder of Short Story, which is a premier personal styling service for petite women on the podcast. So we are so excited to learn about her journey launching Short Story. But before we get started, let's do our question of the day. And the question of the day is, where do you like to shop for clothes? So Isabella, do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously I have to say short story. Um, <laughs> I, I love getting styled um, by our stylist and um, given my kind of crazy schedule, it, it's always, um, it's, it's super fun uh, to be styled, but I will say I, I love shopping in Japan. Um, it's always a treat to go over there and see some of the really nice um, fabrics that they use. So yeah, that would be um, my other my other um, place of choice to shop. I love that. I was actually going to say Japan. Um, I went, oh my gosh, prior to the pandemic, 2019, I went to Japan for the first time and explored it after visiting family in the Philippines. And I loved shopping there because everything was my size. Like maxi dresses yep. actually were maxi dresses. And I was like, oh. I love shopping in Asia. <laughs> I'm the standard size. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy when they do come in your size? It's always like, this is a miracle. Like, I can't believe it. Yes, yeah. yes, for sure. As a fellow petite woman, I totally get it. Um, okay, I can go next. So, um, my gosh, I shop everywhere for the most part. But I think one of my probably like two favorite spots I always find pieces at even when I'm like not intentionally shopping for me, one is Target. Um, mm-hmm. I go in there needing mm-hmm. mascara. Oh my God. I walk out with a cardigan, <laughs> shoes, um, a new, a new, I don't know, a new pillow. I have no idea. I like love Target. And then, um, and I also love their clothing. And then a second place for me would be Nordstrom Rack. I just have loved the rack for so long and I can find my favorite brands there. And so, um, yeah, those are my two spots. How about you, Maddie? Yeah. Target's a great one. That's actually like, I, yeah, I'm the exact same. I can go in needing one thing and end up buying like 50 million things. I think my answer though, is not going to surprise anyone who listens to the podcast (laughs) and Isabella. I, I don't know if you've heard of this brand before, but I talk about them all the time. Selkie is one of my all time favorite, like they're, they just have the most beautiful, like dreamy dresses. So I gotta say, that is probably my favorite place to shop. It just makes you feel like a princess. No complaints from me on that end. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. All right. So we're going to just go ahead and get started today. And Isabella, thank you again so much for joining us in the podcast. Um, Before we dive in to hear how you got started with short story, we actually want to learn a little bit more about you. And so we're just going to do our kind of basic questions, right? Like, who are you? Where did you grow up? You know, where did you go to school and where do you currently reside? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I, I'm from kind of all over. I grew up in Beijing, um, moved to the U.S. when I was nine, um, first to Seattle, a really beautiful city, and then um, have since lived in London, Atlanta, uh, New York, and then uh, three years ago ended up in the Bay Area. So yeah, kind of all over. Everywhere. Amazing. Do you have um, a favorite spot you've lived in so far or, or not? Uh, 
Probably London. It's just one of those really historic places that everywhere you go, there's a story. There's some, you know, really interesting person who used to live there. And that, that's just, that's my jam. London's amazing. Yeah. My, my husband's from Ireland and like he and I went to visit London like a few years back, but I remember just even when he went back to Ireland, like the first time when we first started dating, he sent me so many pictures and was like, this building is older than your country. And just kept sending me stuff (laughs) like that. I was like, okay, Sam, calm down. But there really is like so much history over there, like in the UK and Ireland, it's, it's absolutely insane. Like to think about, especially with how young our country is. So I loved mm-hmm. London. I'm jealous you got to live there. Yeah, it was, it was a really great time. And, um, so I had done that for a bit and then moved to New York, which was another, you know, just amazing experience. And I remember every fall, suddenly everyone would look so good and model-esque. And then of course it was fashion week. So yes. you know, getting mm-hmm. that was, was, was pretty cool, um, at an early age. That's amazing. And then what drew you to all those places was it work in school or did you just have the desire to just travel around (laughs) for whatever reason yeah both um uh work and school and uh I I love big cities I love kind of um seeing seeing creatives at work and Mm -hmm. both New York and London were were definitely um full of that amazing um okay so kind of next question have you always been creative and business minded? And is there, you know how some people are like, oh no, I'm just a creative or no, I'm just a business person. Um, in founding your own company, I'm assuming you're a little bit of both, but um, would love to hear like which side you resonate with. And if that's something that's been like constant or something that you've always identified with um, growing up. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I think I am of the variety where like my left brain, right brain kind of, uh, uh, kind of work together. And I'm both interested in the creative side of things. Like how do you bring a product to life and, um, what are the design elements of something? And then what is kind of the underlying, um, business structure that you create around that? So to answer your question, yeah, both, um, really interested. Awesome. And did you know you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? I did. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think really early days um, of my life were really formative and I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Um, Both my parents um, are entrepreneurs and um, my mom especially was an early, early influence on me. And she um, has run her business for, oh gosh, like 20 to 30 years. So yeah, definitely something from very early days. That's awesome. And may I ask like what your mom, what, what, what her business is? Sure. Yeah. Um, she owns an import business. Uh, and that was the reason why she came to the U S it was to establish a, um, North America, uh, office. And mm-hmm. then I came to the U S, um, you know, to visit my mom for one summer. And I said, this is incredible. Like, this is an incredible country. Like, and everybody can do anything here. Like, please let me stay mom. <laughs> so <laughs> Um, ended up saying that's amazing and then kind of just like leading up to short story before we jump into it what were Mm -hmm. you doing right before you founded short story yeah so I done a couple different things I did start all my career in in finance in in New York 
Um, and, you know, I was very young and really um, just excited to like to learn and to be in a room of adults and absorb as much as I can. Um, I started out my career in it was a team called Global Country Expansion Strategy um, at a bank. And my job was to help the bank figure out where in the world to expand into. Um, my background was really quantitative and I would run these massive Excel spreadsheets that figured out by country, what is the opportunity and what, how large is the audience? So I looked at, you know, Turkey, Colombia, Brazil, and just had a great time doing all that uh, kind of analytical work. And then fast forward, um, I did end up changing my job, joining a completely different environment. And it was working on the trading floor. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you, yeah. you went from like market analysis, like identifying like opportunities for like global expansion in your, what, I'm sorry, I'm not a part of the original script, but was there like a incident that happened where that inspired you to do that? Or you just wanted something completely different? I don't think I've talked to many women who've worked on a trading floor. So very interested in this. <laughs> yeah, it was a fascinating experience. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed my time working on expansion strategy, but I, I wanted to go to all those countries. I wanted to be on the ground and I wanted to build, but that was not part of my role. So I said, okay, well, what else can I do? Um, and so I love learning about companies and how they're structured and why do some companies succeed? And so then I said, well, what if I worked in the global markets? So trading is a place where it's very, very fast paced. It is male dominated, which is interesting. And I got to basically learn about and evaluate different companies. So yeah, that was, those were really, really big learning opportunities for me. Wow. Yeah, that's very cool. I feel like just similar to Emma, I haven't met many women who have worked in the trading floor and I'm, I'm assuming it's very like overwhelming because it sounds like, I mean, at least, you know, like you see everything in like the media and like whatever, and I'm sure there are some things that are over-exaggerated, but like seeing how (laughs) stressful and like fast paced everything can be, it seems like very crazy and fast paced. So you've got to be like really on top of it to know what you're doing. I feel like. Yeah, it was. It was extremely fast paced. And um, I always say it's kind of funny. um, You know, the floor was probably 80% men. And contrast that with now at Short Story, we are, you know, 88% women. So it's it's, it's an incredible difference. And I always think about like, how can I lead our team with um, a, a team of women and what other things should we be do- thinking about and how do we think about things differently? Um, so yeah. Yeah. Well, and it does make a huge difference. Like we've talked about representation on the podcast before, but I remember the first time I had a feel like female manager was like, I didn't realize how much it would impact me and like how much more comfortable it would make me feel in the role because I actually felt like there was someone who like understood a little bit more because it is kind of especially like I'm in sales like being 
in mm-hmm. a very male dominated space. I think now women are starting to get into sales a lot more than I think when I first started, but it was kind of intimidating. And the first time I had a female manager, I was very shocked how big the difference made uh, the difference it made. So I love hearing about like female, like businesses and especially like where there are a lot of women like in the space. And I just think that's so cool that you're doing that with short story and kind of like with that, what inspired you to create short story? Like, how did you go from like being on the trading floor to now starting your own small business? Yeah. You know, I, I really, I, when I think back to this, um, very early on what inspired me and I have to say, it just comes back to having a mom who worked incredibly hard. You know, she came to the U S with one suitcase and a couple thousand dollars and we were not wealthy and she would get the cheapest thing from the store to wear. And I remember she had this pair of like very frumpy gray gin pants that she wore everywhere. And it was, it was, I was like, I was embarrassed. Like I was like, mom, do you have to wear that? And, and it was because she was, you know, doing her MBA and trying to raise me as a single mom. And that's all she had time for. So I always wanted to, um, to build a beautiful closet for her and give her a makeover. And, you know, that's something that like, I've always wanted to do. And I, today I get to do that for, um, a lot of women. So I, I feel incredibly, incredibly lucky. Oh, I love that so much. Cause that's just so like, that's so like excited, especially because yeah, like Emma and I, I rem- <laughs> like there have been like a few times where like we order from, you know, like a cl- and, like Emma tries on my dress and it's like, this just literally does not work. <laughs> like it's so long. And like, I think, I mean, mm. like having something tailored specifically to you and like feeling, I don't know. I just, I think it's really empowering, like having a source of, you know, like fashion and inspiration that can just get you excited about wearing what you're going to wear, especially for like photo shoots and like content creators. I'm sure there's a lot of creators out there that relate to that too. Mm -hmm. So what kind of like, how did you see like an opportunity in the market? Obviously we're inspired by your mom, but like, was there like an opportunity that you saw that you were just like, you know what, now is the time I'm going to go ahead and get started. And did you do any initial market research to kind of say, yes, this is something that I really want to get into? Um, my, you know, market research, it, it really came from, um, the experiences that I myself had and a lot of my friends had, um, I mean, kind of like you guys, right. It, it, when you are wanting to buy a new dress for an event and, um, you order it online or you go to the mall and you try it on and it just doesn't fit that kind of like total disappointment is so common And I really saw it a lot, especially with petite women and petite women for, 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 for those listening is just five, four under it's, it's not just really, really small girls. So I I kept hearing this from my friends who were like, my pants are always too long and I have to like get them hemmed or I have to even cut them myself. And I was like, you know, this is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) So we have tons of, um, technology in our everyday lives. And yet we're still trying to find pants that fit. So that was like this, this, this sort of frustration was the early 
genesis of short story and trying to see if I can find a way to help a lot of women solve this problem. Um, yeah, that was early on. Absolutely. I love that. And then kind of going off of that. So once you figured out, you know, this is something, this is like a need gap that you needed to fill. How did you guys get started? Like, where did you start the brand? Like how, what were the steps that you took to, you know, get everything started? Where, where startups always start at, at, at the apartment <laughs> in the garage. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, um, I remember I was still working on my old job. And so um, I would get off work, I'd go home and basically just kind of hack away. And um, at some point I had moved all my furniture out of my apartment and turned it into what, what basically is short story HQ one. Um, and, oh, I still have my mattress. Um, but I put it up against the wall during the day to make space for things. So I don't know. My friends thought I was nuts. My doorman thought I was nuts. It's, it's, it's all okay. Everybody's gonna, (laughs) that's in the beginning. I was going to say, I feel like most entrepreneurs like have that kind of like startup story where it's just like, yeah, no, I had to make it like, oh my gosh. I remember even just start, I mean, like I started a, a small like Etsy shop, even that, Mm -hmm. like Emma saw how quickly that took over. Like I had this tiny office in my last apartment. It absolutely dominated the space. Like we had no room to record by the time I had started. And then I started, it all started overflowing into the living room. And my poor husband Mm -hmm. was like, this is literally all over the floor and like had to step over orders and stuff. And I was like, sorry, there's really no space for this. Yeah. Well, I, I hope he helped you out a little bit. It does. Oh, get so yeah. Crazy. He is very supportive. Emma can attest to this. He is more than helpful with all this stuff. Like he always like helps package things and he's, he's the best, but yeah, it was definitely, it's definitely a lot. So I empathize with you there. And that was even for an Etsy shop. I can't even imagine starting like your own brand really. Yeah, it was, I mean, I, I kind of think back and it was fairly recent. Um, you know, it was two, two years ago. So mm-hmm. we've changed a lot in this time. And so like, I think the other thing that, um, really stood out to me in my early research is that just how many women are petite and, um, statistically speaking in the U S um, half of all women fall under the definition of petite five, four and under. So, that kind of shocked me. And, you know, you walk around on the street and, and then realize, yeah, this, this is, this, this checks out, you know, like there are a lot Mm -hmm. of shorter women walking around. So um, that was part of the exploration of what, what, what we have built is like, what is really the problem that we're trying to solve and who are we solving it for? Mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, And I should have included this in like, my questions early on, and I can't believe I'm just asking it now. How did you choose the name short story? Did it just come to you in a dream or you knew right away? <laughs> in a dream. Yeah. <laughs> dream state. Um, I very much enjoy creative writing. Uh, and all throughout college, I'd spent a lot of time writing short stories. Um, so I thought, oh, well, why not just call it short story then? That's Perfect. I love it. <laughs> Um, that's perfect. Okay. So you're at your apartment, you've moved everything out except your mattress. And now like, how are you 
growing? Like, is it, are you, I, I'm like really curious. Cause I feel like sometimes with like startups, it's like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Like this is where I had the idea and now I'm live and I'm running, but I know there's stuff that goes on in between. Were there any like major events that happened where you were like, okay, like, wow, like it's time for me to hire my first employee or now it's time for me to raise capital or now it's, you know, kind of any events that happened in the middle that helped propel kind of the next step? Yeah. Oh God. There were so many things that in the very beginning of a startup journey, you're just, you're just trying to figure out how to solve this problem for one person. Like I really Mm -hmm. believe that if you can solve a really annoying or frustrating problem for one person and solve it really well, you can scale that to a lot more people. Um, so in the beginning, I remember, I remember printing out flyers and going to Westfield mall in San Francisco and trying to hand them out. And on there, it it looked so janky. It was like, Oh God, it's kind of cringy when I look back at it. (laughs) And I was trying to, at the mall, um, hand this flyer to women who were walking around and, and, and ask them, like, would you be interested in something like this? Oh, um, and everybody had said no, like very politely, no, thank you. <laughs> like I'm trying to get on with my day. And I, I left so disappointed. Um, but then I realized that the place that I was standing is kind of like at the center of the mall rather than m- maybe at the petite section of a clothing store. Oh, yeah. So it was, it was this like, kind of like, it was a, like a targeting issue, right? We, I wasn't reaching the right people who would be interested in something like this. Um, and that was an early lesson. Um, oh. as, yeah. Wow. That that's a, a great idea. Like I, that's a yeah. great pivot. <laughs> it, yeah. it was not a fun day, but I learned a lot. <laughs> and sometimes you just have to put yourself out there, right? Like I mean, like you literally sometimes like need to print out a flyer, like get in front of people and just like see people's reactions. And so like, if it weren't for that experience, it's like, oh wait, like where my attention is, is not where this target market of petite women should be. And so those moments are so, it's like, it may not be fun, but it's necessary. And so, um, I really appreciate you sharing that story because I, and I, again, like, I think a lot of us have this idea, romanticized idea of entrepreneurs, right. Of like, Mm. you know, growing your company, millions of, you know, investor money flowing in, doing great, going, but there's like a lot of moments leading up to just building your company that we don't see behind the scenes. So again, really appreciate that story. So, okay. You've had shared one of the stories. So I'm really interested to hear like, kind of just that growth stage next, right? Like um, I did a little bit of research and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you've done at least, you've done like a seed round. Am I wrong? Oh my gosh, I'm sorry if I'm assuming that. I was trying to do some research. Um, yeah, not of, at all. Evaluation. Um, yeah, and so just wanting to see like what that experience was like to raise capital for um, your startup. Yeah, happy to share that experience. Um, very early days, it was, um, I think the first milestone that we had was actually going through, um, an accelerator program called Y Combinator. 
Um, they are, you know, one of the best accelerators in the world and they incubated companies like, um, um, Airbnb, um, Dropbox and, and so many that you've probably heard of. And that was a really, um, amazing experience because we very early on, um, was part of this group of people who all came together once a week and talked about, um, everything that we were doing to, to help, uh, help our startup grow. Um, so they were one of the first checks into our business and even to today are amazingly helpful at helping us connect with, um, uh, a really helpful, uh, whether, whether it be hiring or creatives or just being part of our journey. And so, it was it was it was tough to raise money in the beginning. I think this is a product where if you are petite, you're like, okay, yes. I get this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need this. I want this yesterday. Um, if you are not, or if you are a really tall guy, it might be a little bit harder to imagine why this is something that is so necessary. Um, so yeah, I would say we've raised money. It was it was. It was a lot of conversations with um, angels, with funds, and then I worked really very hard at it, um, at telling our story of why this is so important. Um, and you know, at, at, I, I remember there was one week where one of our investors had made an introduction to another investor. He came on board, introduced us to, to a few other investors, and suddenly the entire round came together over the span of a few days. And those are the moments where you have, you do have to celebrate them. And you also Mm -hmm. have to realize that, you know, all you can do is be be your best self and keep trying. And then it will all come together um, in an unexpected way sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Um, And I, I feel like we, we have gone into like, you know, like kind of just like the getting started piece with short story in your own words. Can you explain what short stories, what they do and like what the customer experience is like when they are using your business? Cause Maddie and I both have a clear understanding of short story, obviously, and yeah. I've done a bit of research and I'm just going straight into it, but I'm like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, wait, like in your words, what is short story? What do you guys do? And then again, the customer experience when they're on your website, um, you know, navigating it. Yeah. So short story is a modern brand for petite women built by petite women. And we really believe that in dressing, um, in clothes that actually fit you, that we can empower women to feel really confident. And whether you are 5'4 or 5'0 or 4'8, that you can walk into the world and feel like you can do the things that you love doing and not have to worry about whether your clothes are fitting in the right way. And our stylists are here to help you navigate that, Um, which is in the world of, you know, there's tons of different styles, different brands. The sizing is always different. Like what is the best match for you? Mm -hmm. Um, And 
we nowadays we also create our we've created our own clothing lines. So not only do we help you find the best brands and styles from around the world, we also um, create our own clothing based on all the feedback that is given to us about you know what what petite women want and what's missing in the world. So that's in a nutshell um, what we're here for. Amazing. And as a petite woman, I totally like appreciate like the mission in helping other petite women out there, you know, get clothes that fit because especially when I, I mean, in my normal day-to-day content creator life, right? Like I feel like there's so much confidence in um, when I'm like dressed up and I, and I feel good and I can take great photos, but also like in the office, like I definitely, I, I was ob- like highly conscious, like making sure like my slacks were tailored and fit me well. And my, you know, it was like the right size for blouses and things like that. And so, um, right when I learned about short story, I was like, oh yeah, there's a place in the market for this. And so very cool to hear it in your own, in your own words. I totally understand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, okay. So then I guess like one of my questions is, and I'm sure there's been like many things that you guys have done so far, what's helped you build short story? Has it been social media marketing, traditional marketing, word of mouth? Um, what have you experienced that's helped propel and build the brand so far? Word of mouth has been huge for us. Um, and I think that's something that makes us super special. Um, because when a, when a petite, and we hear this all the time, right? Like one of our customers, she will experience a short story for the first time and pull on this pair of jeans that she does not have to cut with a cheese grater. She will be, you know, just like surprised and delighted and tell someone about it. Um, mm-hmm. So that has been extremely Im- impactful on how we've grown. Uh, and I think there's this, there's this thing, there's this common thing where, you know, you see these images on Instagram and what you get in reality is sometimes very different. Yeah. You know, it's, that's really disappointing. Mm -hmm. And so I, I really want, um, the way that we represent women and the way that we shoot photos to be much more real, like more real. And like, this is how someone who is, you know, 411 and size 10 looks, and there's no, um, like we don't need to airbrush everything and we can ask our real customers to be models in our photo shoots, which is something that we, we did. And it was so much fun. It was an amazing experience. And I think that, you know, that sort of like being real is, is, is really resonates with, um, a lot of petite women. I love that. And anytime again, you can like include your, like your actual customers who are loving and using the brand within your content. And I, I swear it just like, anytime I see a brand do that and I immediately see myself in that brand and I'm like, yeah, this brand's totally for me. So, um very cool that that's something that um, short story has done so far. So, um, and then kind of my last question in this section, 
what have been some of your major challenges in building your brand? So for example, um, have you ever experienced like a time or a moment where your business was growing too quickly to keep up with demand? Yeah. I mean, uh, that was a huge challenge. Um, I remember that we had a piece of content that went viral and I woke, it was a Saturday morning. I woke up and I looked at our, um, our analytics and I just was flabbergasted. Um, <laughs> I was like, what That's happened? Exciting. It, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was really, really exciting. And I, you know, I, like my co-founder, I looked at ourselves and said, what has happened? This is amazing. And then we were like, next second, we were like, oh my God, we like, what do we need to do now to make sure everybody who signed up gets a, an amazing experience? So, you know, those are the moments that you'll remember for a long time. And people always say it's a good problem to have. Well, it, it was, it was a good problem to have, and it still needed to be executed well. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was one of the distinct moments that I remember. Um, and then have you um, experienced any other challenges with like operations or logistics or like hiring your team? Um, I know every like starter probably experiences different growing pains. So I'd love to hear if any of, you know, there's a specific story or experience um, that resonates with you. Oh God, there's so many challenges. This is really hard. So <laughs> you could just do one if you would like. <laughs> okay, I'll do one. Two. one of the, so our mm-hmm. business is operational in the sense that we pack and ship every single box that we mail out. Um, we touch and like w- when we bring in the clothing, you know, our, our buying team, myself included, we try on every single piece of clothing. We want to make sure that it fits just right. We want to make sure that the fabric feels good. So it's intensely operational. Um, so building an operational business um, that has so many components, right? You got to make sure that you're packing it properly, that it looks really nicely presented. You got to make sure that you know your mail carrier delivers this thing to your customer on time. Um, mm-hmm. That is a huge challenge. And especially today where, you know, logistically, like globally, there, there are lots of challenges in the supply chain, um, like running the business with a very close eye on how are things in different parts of the operations working? Is it efficient? Um, is it done well? Those are all really, really hard to do. Oh, yeah, that's um I mean, like great insight. You know what I mean? Again, like I think I've seen other just like styling services and, um, you know, similar to short story and you can, it's funny. There's, there's one that I use, it's a rental service and they have switched from FedEx to UPS to FedEx. Like, Oh yeah. Back and forth. Back and forth. And I'm like, huh, I wonder what's going on behind the scenes. Like why, why they're, you know, like that's just one aspect, making sure that your customer gets your product on time. And so I'm assuming there's some inner workings and conversations happening on the back end like that. 
Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like there are so many different parts too. Like it's so easy to just look at a business and just say, oh yeah, but like there's so many moving parts and so many different things that are involved. And like so many, like you said, left brain, right brain, there's so many different things like in different skill sets that you need to grow and run a business. And kind of with that in mind, we kind of want to jump into a few questions regarding, you know, establishing your brand. I think the first one would be, you know, what major lessons have you learned establishing your own brand and business? Um, one of the learnings I had is really listen to your customer. They will tell you exactly what they like and what they don't like. Um, and I think, you know, just by listening, you can really hone your message and your product. And, 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 you know, I, I say petite women, which is, which is really a height thing, but like, we're all very different, right? Like, Emma, maybe you like high-waisted pants and I like mid-rise pants. Like we're not all the same. So how do you, um, how do you figure out, um, how to match your exact preferences with the right fit, the right style, the right like use case for your lifestyle, that is a really like multifaceted question. Um, so yeah, I think if I had some one piece of advice for, for, for entrepreneurs starting out, it's just like, do a ton of, um, interviews, call up your customer, read the mom test, um, ask really open-ended questions, not leading ones like I did in the beginning, um, and just listen to what they're saying. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great way to just kind of, cause I, I mean, at the end of the day, the customer is the person that is going to be purchasing from you. So really understanding like what their needs are. And like Emma and I have talked about like selling techniques, like in the past, because we both kind of, kind of come from like a sales background slash experience, um, that we got at the university of Washington, but it's, it really wow. is like need-based selling and like figuring out like what people need and what they want. And I think you're right. Like, especially in today's like growing, you know, everyone is voicing their own opinions through social media or whatever that looks like to kind of express like, Hey, this is what we're looking for. This is what we need. And I love that you guys are kind of tuning into that a little bit to, you know, either adjust your strategy, adjust how you are marketing adjust how you fun like, I think that's a really great kind of insight to add and kind of with that, taking everything that you've learned and taking everything that, you know, you're hearing from everyone, what's next for short story. Are you guys planning anything exciting? Yeah. I'm, oh, wow. Yeah. We are, there's so many things I'm excited about. And, um, one of the things is, I guess back to the point that we just talked about is involving our customers in our creation process. And what that means is asking, asking each of our customers what they would like to see. Um, rather than, you know, I think in traditional retail, there's this, there's a team and they sit in office and they conceptualize and they draw all patterns. And then, you know, months later, the product comes out and there's a bit of a disconnect between that product and the customer. Um, so I'm really excited to create with our customers and, I, I, kind of, I guess a sneak peek is we will be launching several lines, um, uh, uh, our own lines, um, uh, 
by working with our customers. So yeah, that is, that is very exciting to me. Oh, that's, that's really so exciting. Yeah. Um, one thing I just wanted to add on to that, um, and this brand is very different, but I'm just going to use them as an example in this case where at least at the time I definitely like saw that translate. Um, so I, back in college in undergrad, I was a part of the Victoria's Secret, Secret pink team. So they would have these pink teams on the major college universities and we would fill out like surveys every month and like have forums where we would vote on what patterns you wanted to see next on pink products. Um, so they really, um, and I was like, that's like so smart from like a, like marketing and like product development standpoint, like the girls would literally be voting and being like, do not produce this print or this print super hot right now. I'm sorry, not to like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> take it all the way to Victoria's Secret Pink, but it's awesome that there are proje- projects in work that involve your um, customer base. Cause I think one, it drives like a higher level of engagement. Like I definitely, like, I don't even, I literally got paid in like underwear and <laughs> water bottle. And I would literally every month I would hop on and I would be like, don't make this, make that. This is the cut I want. I want pockets on my leggings. Um, so just wanted to like give an example of that. When you said that, I was like, oh yeah, like that totally, totally works. And so very excited about that. All right, go ahead, Maddie. Sorry, jumped in there. <laughs> no, I love that. Well, and I think like it kind of goes to, gosh, I th- I can't remember who exactly said this, but I'm, pr- I'm 99% sure it was Mark Cuban on Shark Tank, <laughs> but like kind of talking about like customization in the marketplace being so important, especially now that like we are like, finally like tailoring to like different like for so long like all the clothes and everything were designed for like you know basically like one person it's like you have to fit this kind of model otherwise it's not going to work for you and so now in the marketplace now that we do have social media now that people can like voice their concerns and actually are having this tangible voice like you like customization is a huge part of future businesses and like why we're seeing you know like more tailored and like everything to fit like different people and like understand like what people are looking for this customization that people haven't seen before so that, you know, petite women can feel comfortable in clothes. I know that was like a big, my mom is like five feet tall. And that was always a big complaint of hers growing up was Mm -hmm. that she had to, you know, crop all of her jeans or like finding a dress for my wedding was a nightmare. I remember she messaged me like 50 different times about different dresses and like having that level of customization so that it's not just one person where fitting. It's a wide variety of people that we're looking at is super important. Yeah. And I'm so glad you raised that point. You know, like we are all kinds of body shapes and proportions. Maybe I have a long torso when I'm petite or I have a shorter torso. Uh, Maybe I'm curvy, you know, like this, it's not one size fits all. And one of the other things I'm really excited about is um, having our, uh, uh, another photo shoot where we can, again, invite real women who are petite to be models, um, in our photo shoot, which is not something that you see in, in fashion spreads or in the media. And I really think that we can change that. Absolutely. I love that. And like, I think like, again, representation is so important and like really being able to see yourself, like when you're trying to buy something, being able to see yourself 
in those clothes, in that, you know, whatever product you're purchasing, like being able to see yourself there is so important because yeah, as like, uh, I mean, like, I mean, just looking at anything, like if I'm going to buy something, I want to be able to envision how it's going to look on me. And if I don't have any examples of what that might look like, it might cause some buyer hesitation. Like I don't want to spend my money on something that's not going to work out for me or that I'm going to have to spend extra money on to tailor. Or if I do buy it, then, you know, what if I invest in it and then I have to send it back? And what if the return process is a nightmare? And there are so many things that go into it and so many questions. So I think that is just huge, especially for this particular market. Cause I think, yeah, like not enough businesses really do have that representation. I'm, I'm hoping we can be the first. (laughs) I love that. It's so exciting. And I guess our next question for you would be a short-term and long-term goal for short story. would love to hear a little bit more about that and kind of what you guys, I know we already talked a little bit about what you guys are planning, but any short-term or long-term goals that you'd like to share? One of my short-term goals is to, um, be, really selective with who we work with um, and be able to say we really care about sustainability and we only want to use these fabrics and we only want to work with vendors who um, align with our mission. So, you know, that's something that I deeply care about because all those things that we read about, you know, like landfills full of clothing that nobody wants to wear. It's so sad. And can we do a better job of making really thoughtful clothing from, from materials that feel good and, 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 and not create a bunch of things that people don't want. Um, and that's, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a short-term goal in, in the execution of it, but it's really a long-term goal for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hope that ourselves and other people in the industry can, I mean, there's already been tons of progress, uh, but I think there's, there's more progress that we can make. And we really are like become more thoughtful about our process. And if, if something really needs to be made. Absolutely. I love that. And that's so exciting that, I mean, that you guys have that kind of mission and that's a priority for your brand. And I think that resonates with a lot of people as well. And thank you so much for like taking the time to chat with us today and telling us a little bit more about short story and your story. I mean, this has been super fascinating for us to kind of chat with you and listen and hear a little bit more about what you guys have been up to. And we really appreciate you joining us today. Um, we would love if you, you know, if you do have any kind of last kind of notes or anything that you'd like to share with our audience, either about short story or something, you know, that you kind of want as a takeaway? Um, yeah, I guess this, my, my uh, sort of uh, thing that I want to leave with everyone is we are building a short story for petite women and it's built by petite women. And I really think that, um, you know, we want everybody to know that you have a voice And that just because you are shorter doesn't mean that you're small. And we're here to 
be a community for you where you can express yourself and feel really good and really confident. Absolutely. I love that. And thank you for sharing that. I would also love if you could share with our listeners, like where they can find and connect with short story, you know, on social media and also your own social media, if you'd like to share that as well. Yeah, sure. I'm at, uh, we're at shortstorybox.com on Instagram, um, style tips, you know, like really interesting things. How do you create definition at the waist, like blazers? How do you, you know, all sorts of things. So you can find us there. Um, and of course we're always, um, we love seeing, um, our customers wear short stories. So you can also find us uh, at hashtag short story box. Amazing. Thank Amazing. you so much for sharing. Yeah, this was a pleasure. Our audience members are going to benefit from hearing your story today and will be excited to discover short story. Um, there are a lot of us who are petite out there. I am almost five one. And so um, I know there are other creators out there. Who Always round up. <laughs> Always round up. I know. I, I am. Um, I was measured. I had my physical yesterday and they were like, oh, you're five foot and half an inch. And I was like, okay, I'm just, I really should just round up. So anyways, okay. <laughs> okay. So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. Please rate, review, and recommend the podcast with your friends. If you enjoyed hearing Isabella's story and learning about short story today, reshare it on Instagram stories, tag our accounts. We love seeing what you've learned. We love seeing that you're listening in and we're totally going to reshare it on the content creatives podcast and our Instagram pages. If we see that, and if we haven't connected yet on Instagram, you can find us at Emma's edition at mad Crate, and at the content creatives podcast, join our Facebook group and sign up for a weekly email newsletter on our website. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.